Did you know electric vehicles put more strain on your tires because EVs are heavy and have more torque? At Discount Tire, we love to help match you with the perfect tire for your electric vehicle because we LV your EV. Buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Jason, hey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So this is actually one of our first like relatively political uh, podcast episodes. We had one before that was more about like having conversations with people across the aisle. Um, And this is kind of the same. Like we're not going to we may talk politics a little bit because I don't know if either of us can help ourselves. But (laughs) um, we're just more talking about like handling politics and what you do at the pour over. So, Jason, you headed up the pour over and I want you to tell people about it because I've talked about it both on my podcast and on my Instagram, but people definitely need to get plugged into it. Yeah. So uh, the pour over is a, it's a newsletter first news uh, organization, I guess. Uh, So it started, it started as a personal exercise for me while I was getting my MBA program or going through the MBA program. And it was really just born of the idea of like, okay, we have Christian news organizations, which are phenomenal and wonderful, Mm -hmm. but they Mm -hmm. tend to cover like Christian current events, like what's Matt Chandler doing or what right. are the newsboys <laughs> up to these days, you know? Right. Um, or they cover, they will cover like current events in quotes, but it tends to be like a month after it happens. And it's a thoughtful, like theological, prayerful review. Yes. So we have that category of news. And then we have just kind of normal news, you know, the, the main news networks or even smaller news networks that are taking a different approach, but it's, hey, it's really current and we're staying up to date with the world. But those, well, those are almost exclusively measured based on their political ideology. Mm-hmm. And even unbiased news sources are claiming to be politically unbiased. You know, it's the same yardstick. And so the idea was like, is it possible to do current news? And instead of saying, hey, I'm I'm approaching this as a Republican or as a Democrat, I'm just approaching this as a Christian. And, and mm-hmm. I want to stay informed and think about how these very timely events how I can think through these timely events as a Christian. So how have you done that? Because I mean, like I talk about politics on my platform and I make no qualms about be like a buy, like having a conservative bias, right. because one thing that does make me nuts that you'll see online that y'all don't do, but you'll see people online say that they're unbiased. And then you're like, your bias is glaringly clear. Like we right. all know which way you lean, like just be honest about right. which way you lean. But I do find that y'all do a good job of like, just here's the news. Like how have, yeah. how have y'all managed that? 
Well, well, first off, thank you. And I think, I mean, uh, we're, we're not perfect, but we do, I, I can say we're, we're often accused of being political on both sides. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just, we're in a, we're in that space. And so we're going to get accused of things. What I can say is we genuinely don't have an interest in pushing a political ideology. And we have writers from across the spectrum and there's lots of like kind of internal bickering to try yeah. to represent both sides fairly. And, and I think the first problem that we came across or that I came across, like w- when this was for the first year after nine months, we had like 250 readers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this was truly a personal exercise. There was no money being made. We were doing it for a long time saying like, Hey, let's, this is just valuable. And the the first problem that we ran into is like, okay, I understand why people take a month to like pray and think about what, what a strong biblical good response is, because yeah. these things are nuanced. They're hard and, and you don't, it's current events. There's not a Bible verse that applies directly or speaks directly into these things. And so what we do instead is like with rare exception, everything that we write in terms of like our Christian commentary is pre-written. And mm. it's like, we we just, we pull from a, a list of things that after having done this for a little while, it's like, okay, my, these are the, the big categories where my heart, I just see like, this is where we go wrong as Christians mm-hmm. personally, like me. Um, and, and so those categories are like first keeping an eternal perspective mm. saying, we just get so caught up in this is a huge deal. And even like when we talk about the impeachment of uh, like Donald Trump's impeachment, it's like, okay, impeachment of a US president, big, big deal. Big deal. Yeah. But in terms of eternity, like, okay, you know, nations have risen and fallen. So who is leading one specific nation not impacting my eternity? And like why someone is impeached might have moral or spiritual implications, but we need to keep it in perspective of like, you know what? It, it actually, my eternity is not dependent on, mm-hmm. on this. And so th- mm-hmm. that's the first thing. The second is being open to correction. And this is yeah. just something like it's so, especially when you just read one side <laughs> and it's one of the things I really enjoy about like my favorite thing about the pour over is our internal slack because there's, oh my gosh, there's like genuine disagreement but everyone there there's like five of us everyone is on the same page like hey i know i know you love jesus i i get this i trust your heart and i have no idea how you can possibly think that or slack like think is this like is reliable a, slack is like a business messaging uh, yes. platform for people that don't know my team uses it as well but so it's where it's like instant messenger for businesses in case people right. are curious <laughs> yes yeah yeah i know you said that about our internal snack and i was like oh i bet that is interesting yeah it's it's, it's good, but it's like in a good really way. Yeah. See, yeah. You really see like, okay, there's disagreement, but it's, there is a genuine love. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. we, we disagree on this, but I, I don't, I don't hate you for it. Right. And so being open to correction is just something that I feel like that was glaringly obvious in the first year of doing this is like that I need to be reminded that me changing my opinion is not hypocrisy. You know, like mm. that's growth. Like I'm I'm allowed to say, oh, there's new information. And we're so tempted to just dig in our heels all the time. Yes. And and so saying, hey, I'm going to be quick to listen, not quick to point out what I think is a flaw and be open open to areas where, Hey, maybe I'm just partially right. You know, Mm -hmm. like I I don't need to completely concede everything, but I should acknowledge that I would argue with myself from five years ago. So like, I, 
I, I need to be open to hearing other things. Yeah. Um, so th- that, that was huge. We have uh, eternal perspective, open to cr- openness to correction, unconditional love. It's just really easy to vilify the enemy or vilify people that are villains, you know, like, right. Right. And uh, like, Hey, they, there's a certain amount of truth, but we still need to love them. Yeah. And then the final thing is, is actually responding. And that's the one we do worse um, worst at and like mm-hmm. talk about the least frequently and something we want to get better at is of, of providing like practical opportunities and ways mm. to respond and get involved and, and be doers instead of just like, Hey, I'm aware that this thing happened. Yeah. Now I can talk about it. Like right. what, what can we actually what do? What do we do? Yeah. hundred percent. I think that a lot of people Christian or not struggle with that in politics. I mean, a lot of the like DMS that I get are like, okay, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And even I, as like a doer, goer, action step person, sometimes like, I mean, there, the reality is sometimes all you can do is pray, but right. there is, I think so much more that we can do that. We just feel like we, like, what's the next step. I don't know like which way to go. And I think that those like kind of pillars that you're talking about that y'all use within the pour over really apply to like anybody navigating political topics. And I love what you said about like being willing to change your mind. I had put up a post like almost a year ago that was like normalize changing your mind when presented with new information. Mm-hmm. You said it like we dig our heels in and think it's a pride thing. I've said yeah. that this is my stance and yes, there's new information, but this is, this is I can't, my pride can't right. take admitting that this new information changes things. Well, and, and, part of it is one of the first motivating factors for the pour over was saying like, and, and this is, this is not a new criticism of a two party political mm-hmm. uh, system, but it's, it doesn't make sense that if, if I know your stance on guns, I know your stance on abortion and voting rights and immigration and uh, taxes. And like, these things are all distinct things. And so what tends to happen what what we see most is Christians saying, I, something that is like, I completely wholeheartedly agree with is uh, I know where I stand on abortion. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know where the two parties stand on abortion. And so I'm now with the one party, I'm now a Republican and I bought into everything that the Republicans exactly. have, have said. Exactly. And again, I'm, I'm not saying the Republican party is the wrong party or the right party. I'm saying the I've adopted a laundry list of stances that I will defend with, with almost like equal ferocity, you know, like I, I am equally passionate or I will defend all of these when really it's like, I have one view that I hold very strongly yes. and I'm, I've now been adopted into the family of these other views. And we want to think critically yes. about each individual aspect. Exactly. And that's one of my, I think one of the things that, and this sounds like I'm tooting my own horn. I don't mean it that way, but like has drawn people <laughs> to talking about politics on my platform is that I'm very openly critical of the, of conservatives. I'm very openly critical of Trump. I'm not like a huge Trump fan. I was a fan of his policies, but thought that he was kind of a jerk. So, but that is, that is rare. Like, especially not from like a nuanced perspective, like someone who does identify as a quote unquote conservative, but is like, I think weed should be legal and I'm against the death penalty. Like that kind of thing. Right. Like, it's like, I'm not going to just, like you said, be put in a box. We don't want to be put in a box any other way. Why do we allow ourselves to be put in this political box? And I think part of that is because we feel like we have to agree with this laundry list from this first 
certain party. Otherwise they're going to kick us out. Otherwise right. like, they're going to turn against us. Cause that's like my tagline is like too conservative for progressives and too progressive for conservatives. Like both sides pretty much can't stand me most of the time. And I'm sure y'all right. get some of that too. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and I think it's, I think it's great. And I, I, I'm not, I totally understand how it happens and how, mm-hmm. how you get put in the box. And if you're in the box, like that's a logical place to have ended up. But part of what we are hoping to do is to say like, hey, let's just start kind of slowly dismantling the box. I'm going to find out objectively, hopefully objectively, what's happening. I'm going to be reminded of some foundational biblical principle and and have an associated verse. And that's all you're going to get from the pour over. Like, mm-hmm. because we don't have any time for wisdom. Like we learned about this <laughs> hours ago and, mm-hmm. and there was, there was no time for prayerful reflection because we hit send before we prayerfully reflected on it. So th- that's the next step that, that the readers have to do, but just saying, Hey, I'm going to be informed because that's the other thing. A lot of Christians have unplugged yeah, and put their head in the sand. And I honestly, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear your thought. I don't actually, I'm not critical of that. I understand why it happens. And I think like unplugging from social media and media more largely can be helpful and the news can be depressing. It can be really divisive. It can be hard and not profitable for your soul. And so given the option between being uninformed and being informed in kind of a traditional way, I don't really know where I stand on that, but what we're trying to offer is a a third option of, Hey, you can, you can stay mildly informed. We send three emails a week. They take five minutes to read. You are not the most informed person, but you are generally aware of what's happening in the world. And I think that that is an improvement from sticking your head in the sand. I completely agree. I don't, I, I agree with you in that I don't fault people who are unplugged and I'm a huge proponent of unplugging regularly. Like I take regular breaks from all of it. And co- you know, but then you come back and it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant because so much right. has happened in four days. But I think what I don't love about it is that a lot of the time the people who are unplugged have this attitude of like Christians don't belong in politics. Christians shouldn't talk mm. about politics. And maybe that's just my experience, but I'm like, okay, like if I'm going to respect your decision to not be involved like, can we not agree that Christians belong everywhere? Christians belong in every conversation because our faith informs our policies. And we're like, it's like, it's such a like different parts of the body conversation, right? Like, right. I have so many friends who are not really very interested in keeping up with politics. I literally don't care. I'm not like, oh, you're sticking your head in the sand. Like you're not being a good steward because they're just not hardwired that way. They're not hardwired that it's, I can consume a pretty good amount of news and like upsetting (laughs) stories and be pretty okay. It's just kind of how I'm wired. And so I think that that's the trade-off for me is like, I don't have a problem with people being unplugged or quote unquote, sticking their head in the sand as long as the reciprocal isn't, well, you're a Christian, you shouldn't talk about politics, right? et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I run a a news org and like the way we choose our stories is we, we pick the most visible stories. So I just read all of the mainstream biggest news stories because that's our, our mission. We're, we're actually not trying to help people focus on what is important. We're trying to help them process what is being talked about. And when that's not important, 
like we we just wrote about the um the Met Gala and yeah. like and it's like okay it was big our our perspective on it was like not a huge deal like right. don't worry about it like it's, it's yeah. fun to see rich people w- wear weird things and hear <laughs> and not wear masks <laughs> <laughs> right exactly but like it's not a huge deal right and but I like even depressing news like it's just it's kind of fascinating to me. And, Mm -hmm. and so it, I like never leave having like reading the news, feeling like depressed, Right. but I, I recognize that that is a unique quality. And, and so it's energizing to me to, to read about everything that's going on and and I enjoy it. But like you're saying, that's a, it's a different parts of the body thing. And it's like, okay, great. I can withstand that and not really care the reverse, like be energized by it. So Mm -hmm. let me help try to pare it down. The world is crazy and more and more it feels like everything is kind of on fire. And the reality is you likely need someone to talk to about it. If traditional therapy just hasn't been a fit for you or you haven't been able to make it work, I wanted to tell you about Faithful Counseling, an online Christian therapy option that's significantly cheaper and more accessible than traditional counseling. Faithful Counseling matches you with a counselor based on your needs, allows you to meet via text, phone call, or video call, and they price on a sliding scale. So to find out more and get 10% off your first month, visit getfaithful.com slash crappy Christian and start talking to a therapist today. Okay, if you are loving this crappy Christian and are looking for another podcast that is also the crap, my friend Debo down in Orlando is hosting an amazing show called Young Married Christian. He sits down with Christian creators like myself, episode seven, and gets their thoughts on marriage, parenting, and sometimes why husbands take 30-minute poops. So after you finish flushing this episode down, go check out Young Married Christian on Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I just need you to know that Debo paid me to crack all these potty puns, but I am seriously like wiped at this point. So... We will be back to the show in number two. I mean, two, just two. Exactly. So, like, I'm going to, ex- you know, and not everybody, I think, that has that gifting, like, turns it around and all, like, extends it, that information to other people. But I'm like, I'm literally, like, I'm helping you out. Like, <laughs> I'm helping you, you know, like, I, I just, I think that there's this disconnect between believers and we've like taken this very short list of gifts, like mm. giftings. And we think like, this is it. Like, this is the only ones that you can use. And they are all right here. And like, just, I think that it's just so much more like dynamic than that. Like maybe you have the gift of teaching and you specifically have the, like a gift of like teaching people about what's happening in world events right now. How is that not a spiritual gift? Like, how is that not straight from God? How are mm-hmm. you, Jason, like not specifically gifted to withstand the deluge of terrible news all the time and still feel like peace and calm in your soul and then turn around and in bite size extend that to other people like that's god like that is nothing else but god and so i think that's one part of the conversation that i would love to see shift is like a christian like christians belong in politics christians belong in those conversations mm-hmm. and there's also like reciprocally not any like shame or judgment if that's not your jam just like whatever is not like i'm 
I, I am actually not like a natural like teacher speaker. I hate public speaking, even though I have a podcast. That's okay. You huh. know what I mean? Yeah. I for me, I and he, here's a here's a hot take and unpopular <laughs> opinion. I don't really like kids. Like I, to yeah. me, like I, I enjoy people once they're like 20. Right. And so like, but my, my wife is like obsessed with kids and like went to school to be a teacher and, and all this. And at one point she said, while we were in school, she was talking about changing majors and she said this line, it was like, oh, it, it was like, well, yeah, but like not everyone can be a teacher. I know that's so fun, but not everyone can be a teacher. I'm like, wait a minute. I will be unemployed before I go work in an elementary school. Are you thinking that like everyone in the world wants to right. go do this? Like no. if you have that passion and heart, that Use is it. good. And you don't, you don't need to like do something quote unquote better or more like impressive because yeah. if the world was full of people getting their MBA, like me, the kids would just starve, you know, and, <laughs> and they wouldn't so, know their ABCs. Like, right. Exactly. No, I completely agree. You kind of touched on this earlier, but I wanted to go back to it. You, uh, y'all send a Bible verse with your email that kind of reflects or, or goes with what's happening in the news. How do y'all like pick that? How do you avoid like introducing bias with having a verse? Yeah. So the same thing, like the, the verses fall in the same like Christian section uh, kind of category. So we have, we have a Google doc with a whole bunch of Christian sections that we recycle and a whole bunch of, and they're categorized in those four, those four uh, buckets. And then they, those four buckets also have a whole bunch of Bible verses. And we're, we're constantly adding to that, but they're intended to be generic. Like we aren't writing something specifically for an individual event, you know, it's like, Hey, it's not like abortion. And like, this is where life begins. Exactly. Right. Um, and so that would be very, like that would kind of eliminate your purpose of being non-divisive and non-biased, like, right. Just a very clear connection. People would be like, Oh, okay. And these are, they're, they're complex. Like we don't want to be your pastor and we don't want to give any impression that we can be your pastor because mm-hmm. we would make a really bad pastor because we're not spending time thinking through these things. Like we're sending quick, timely emails. Yeah. But in terms of like introducing bias, it's frankly, it's hard because just the verse that you select, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to be able to think of an example on the spot, but it, like we, we could choose, we'll just take like with abortion, we could choose a verse that talks about, you know, like I created you in the womb, mm-hmm. um, which, which has one feeling towards it. It, or we could create a verse about like speaking, speaking kindly to people that disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And like those, those are just two, it's the same story. They're both Bible verses attached to the end of it, but it just, it feels different mm-hmm. the, the direction that we take it. And so that is something that we're aware of. And I mean, the, the true, and, and that happens, there's, there's just no way to avoid it. So oh, our absolutely. true goal is to at least say, Hey, we're not going to misapply this Bible verse. It is likely only going to show a part of the story or a partial application or one Christian application of it. Mm -hmm. And whenever possible and whenever we're aware, because that's often when we get into trouble is like when we just say something, it's like, oh, I didn't even... 
I didn't even know this was controversial. And like, right. I, I inadvertently took a side and yeah. we weren't even trying to, I didn't know this existed. So when we're aware of it, we'll say, okay, this is a hot topic. So we're going to take it to a more broad level. Yeah. But then we also, by not speaking directly into that situation, people will read into that. And right. it, it's just, you know, it's, it's an endless thing, but we're, we are doing our best to point people back to these foundational principles instead of speaking directly to a specific event. Right. Exactly. And I think, I really do think that y'all do that very well. Like it's a very, it's a very easy way to kind of stay. Cause it's like, I think it's three emails, right? Three emails yeah, a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We, yeah. we might be, we're, I think we're headed towards five, but I, I mean, it would, who knows when this podcast will come out, but I, we are, I hope that, you know, in a year we are doing more and that we've, yeah. we've grown into that capacity. That's awesome. That's exciting. Um, okay. So last, like last topic with our last couple of minutes, we kind of talked about this at the beginning about how like Christian media, secular media, and y'all are kind of trying to land in the middle. What are y'all like, what are the things that you're trying to do different than both of those sides? Like if y'all are trying to land in the middle and not it not be a month later, but it also not be right. immediately and completely biased. Like how are y'all trying to like, what are y'all doing to try to land in the middle there? Yeah. So, I mean, a few things that I would say are, that are kind of like that we hope make the pour over different. One is that it's very concise. I mean, yes. we cover three stories that are bigger and we write like 125 words on those. Yeah. Everything else is under 50 words. And so th- that's one is like, you you will be aware that this has happened and there are links where you can dive in deeper, but it's not a, it is deep a- dive. Exactly. It is wide, not deep. And very few news I mean, any one of the news articles that we link is longer than our entire email. Right. So that's that's one is like, it's very concise. The second is, and like I, like I said earlier, this is different than most Christian news orgs, but it is, it is both timely and uh, it, it is covering current events in a timely manner. Yes. And th- that doesn't have within the Christian space very much is if we're if we're talking I mean there are all sorts of longer thoughtful things on like the Black Lives Matter movement but none of them were coming out when the headlines about the Black Lives Matter right movement was happening and and no. blowing up yeah and so th- that's th- those are two main differences and then I I mean the biggest difference compared to uh, a more traditional secular news site is that we are it's like 90 10 of hey 90% news and 10% is like this is obviously uh Jesus yeah propaganda and bible <laughs> verses and and all that yeah. but like it's it, it hopefully has a different uh feel to it and and is very, very overtly so. christian it is and it i mean it definitely is that's that would be like the clearest difference is and i think the lack of of opinion injected hmm. makes y'all very different from both sides like i have a ton of people who are like where do you get your news and i again, incapable of kind of like sifting through opinion and getting to like, this is what's happening. 
Right. It's not everybody's strengths. And like, it's very difficult to just get like, boom, boom, boom. This is what's happening. I mean, I can't think of another place that you can do that and there not be. And here's how the reporter feels about it. Even if it's subtle bias or subtle opinion injected, y'all truly like don't inject opinion or bias. It's just like headline and like a little bit of an explanation. So I think y'all do a really good job of that. I appreciate that. Where can people sign up to get on your newsletter? Yeah. So, I mean, the easiest place is just the pourover.org. So T-H-E-P-O-U-R-O-V-E-R.org. We have some some coffee-related things. There's different sections are named after coffee stuff. We we make jokes at the expense of tea drinkers, um, <laughs> just as a someone that we can we can uh, safely and publicly disparage. Uh, <laughs> But I will admit to have, I have written some of those uh, disparaging comments while drinking tea. So it is, it is more a symbolic hatred yeah. than, uh, than any, <laughs> than any true animosity. That's hilarious. And then y'all are on social as well. And you've started kind of posting yeah. some, some news updates there. And it is it just the pour over? It's the pour over news on news. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're, we're going on Instagram. About a third of our content is posted there. We'll probably up that, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool to see just a different medium and you know, there's, there's a little bit more interaction. You, right. depending on what you like, like the benefit of the email is that you, it is in isolation and you get no commentary from any other readers. Right. Whereas in Instagram, there's a comment section and you can, you can see where we went wrong and, and how people (laughs) feel about it. Yeah. Well, and it's been really cool to watch y'all grow. I mean, I've been getting your emails for a while now and so seeing you kind of like grow on Instagram and stuff. I definitely think, I think it's just the beginning. I think y'all are definitely kind of on the way up. So I definitely like personally suggest people subscribe to your newsletter, follow you on Instagram, because like I said a million times, like it's just a great place to get these bite size. Here's what's happening. And I think for people who struggle with in, that in between of like sticking their head in the sand or unplugging mm. and being over informed, it's just a really good, happy medium for people. And so I love it. I'm so glad y'all are doing it. Thank this. you so much. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was such a great conversation. And we'll have to have you back sometime and like talk, like actually talk current politics. That'd be fun. Yes. Yeah. No, we should do it. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.